Luke chapter 2 this morning, familiar passage, everybody knows it, it's a Christmas story, but I'm just going to use the first seven verses this morning, I'm going to give you a break, I won't usually do all 20, but uh, stand when you get there. Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, we're going to begin with verse 1, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for those that have come out to worship you this morning. Father, as we come, we come with grateful and thankful hearts, Lord, for you sending your son into the world. As we celebrate his birth, Lord, we just are so in awe of you, Lord, that you would love us so much that you would be willing to send your son into the world to die, to atone for our sins. And Father, as we Break the bread of life. Give me the words to say and just bring to my memory those things I've studied and let me say those things to your people that you'd have me to say to encourage them this morning. Father, my prayer is that uh, there's one here that truly doesn't know the true meaning of Christmas. They're lost, Lord, and undone without Christ. We just pray your Holy Spirit would convict and convince them of their need of salvation today before it's too late. Lord, you've heard the prayer request. You know the prayer requests that haven't been spoken, been written down, Lord. We just uh, pray for those requests, and we just seek that your blessed will be done. Again, Father, may this day bring honor and glory to you. We are so thankful, again, for the precious gift, that unspeakable gift that you gave to the world. For it's in Christ's name we ask these things this morning. Amen. Please be seated. Well, Christmas is this week. Are you all excited? It's a busy time, isn't it? Sometimes I think we get too busy. It's true that we celebrate Christmas. And the world celebrates Christmas. But the sad thing is, most of the world don't know why they're celebrating Christmas. You see, to them it's about Santa Claus and eggnog. Amen? It's about that perfect gift wrapped underneath the tree. That's what Christmas is about to the majority. But to us that know the Lord, that know the story of Christmas, that know the true meaning of Christmas, oh, it's a whole bunch different. We know what it means. And I'm thankful for Christmas. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Christmas can be one of two things. It can either be a time of distraction 
And believe me, there's lots of people there. Or time of devotion. Now, I want you to understand, as a born-again child of God, you and I should be devoted to our Savior. This day is not just set aside once a year for our devotion. It is a devotion that should be every day concerning the Lord. It shouldn't be a time of distraction. But sad to say, we get distracted. We get so busy this time of the year. Oh, we've got to do the guest list. We've got to have the decorations. We've got to have everything just right so people will come over. And there's nothing wrong. I love spending time with family and friends. I'm not saying not to do that. But I am saying don't be so distracted that you miss what Christmas is truly about. Sad to say, so many people miss it. That's right, sister. So we've read in our text this morning the birth of the Savior. And can I say something before I even start? There's people that literally have the idea that when Jesus came into the world and was born in Bethlehem. And yes, the Bible says he was born in Bethlehem. And yes, he did come through a virgin womb. But they believe that's when God started. Uh, Sorry, folk. No, no, no. Uh, Jesus is God. They're correct there. But God has always been. He has no beginning and no ending. He always is. And understand something too about the sun. Listen. The sun didn't come into the world to be the savior. You're looking at me like, "Uh uh-oh, what's he fixing to say? I'm fixing to say this. The savior came into the world to be the son. God's only begotten son that God would send to atone for fallen humanity. Amen. Amen. Now, let's get to our text. We're talking about distraction. Bethlehem at that time, there's lots of distraction going on. There were lots of people in Bethlehem at that time because they had to be there. And The Bible says in verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. Understand, the Roman government required every 14 years for the military and citizens to come to the birth of their fathers, talking about the men, and file... Like we have to file our taxes. Basically, even though it was a census, they had to give their name, who their family was, what their occupation was. And the Bible doesn't say if they paid taxes right then or if they were just filing for taxes. It's not clear, but they were required. It wasn't if you get around to it, if you don't mind. No, it was a requirement, and they had to go. And listen. They were there. All of Bethlehem was above. There were people from all over. And no doubt, they were distracted. I mean, they're like me. Where do I need to go? Where am I going to stay? 
And it also placed a burden on families. I understand the man of the house had to leave. And he didn't jump in a good old Ford. Amen? He got on an old donkey. Or he walked. And he was gone for a certain amount of time. And by the way, it wasn't inexpensive. He had to play, pay excuse me, for food and lodging. So it was quite a burden. So you can halfway see why people would be distracted. And the sad thing is, Bethlehem had no clue that God was fixing to send his son, the Messiah, the Christ, into the world. In fact, they weren't even concerned about worship. They weren't concerned about the Messiah coming. They were only concerned about, oh, here we go. We got to do this census. Understand this morning that we can get so distracted in life that we forget what Christmas is all about. And it's amazing to me that, you know, we, we want that perfect gift. We want to be able to give our loved ones that perfect gift. And can I get real with you this morning? Most of the time, that perfect gift that we want to give, we truly want to give, is usually out of our price range. Amen. So we go into debt trying to give that gift. Boy, I am so thankful that I have received the greatest gift that I could ever receive in a lifetime. And this gift that I have received, and if you've been saved, have have received, is not only the greatest gift, it's a gift that will last forever. It's eternal. And you know what? I didn't have to pay a penny for it. God freely gave me that gift by the sacrifice of his son. So here is Bethlehem, and it's all abuzz, people trying to get in for the census. Again, not thinking about the Savior being born. They were distracted. But notice what it says. It says, And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. As we just mentioned earlier, they had to go. It wasn't that they could skip it. By the way, what happens when you skip paying your taxes today? Oh, you might think that you've gotten away with it for a little while, but eventually someone will knock on your door and drag you off. Amen? Now, back then they had debtor's prisons. You were thrown into prison if you couldn't pay your bills. Today, we don't quite throw people in jail because they can't pay their bills. But I want to tell you, Go ahead and don't pay your taxes. If you have a home, they just took it. If you have a car, they just took it. If you have savings, it's been taken. 
They don't play. And they didn't play back then either. It was required. So the Bible says, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. So again, understand, he didn't have a choice. He had to go. And of course, him and Mary, pregnant with child, left Galilee, Nazareth, and went to the city. Now, understand, at that time, they had a choice. Not that they didn't have to go to Bethlehem. That had to be done. But they had a choice when it comes to either being distracted by going and being busy. And by the way, Christmas is a busy time. If you don't believe that, just look at the stores. Although I will say, have you noticed? The economy ain't too good right now, is it? Walmart, I used to see that parking lot just packed. As far as the eye could see, you'd see cars. Drive by there today. It's not like that. The world is in trouble. And the sad thing about it is, just like those in Bethlehem, there for the census, the Savior had come instead of celebrating and looking to that Messiah that had been promised. And let me just say this. God always keeps His word. He is always faithful. It took 4,000 years, but the Savior finally was born. Amen. But Mary and Joseph had a choice to stay busy and distracted or to follow the will of God. If you've studied Joseph and Mary 10 months prior to all of this, understand they were preparing for a wedding. They were preparing, spending their lives together and then God sent an angel to Mary and said she was going to be found pregnant with a child of the Holy Ghost and of course she was mocked her family probably didn't quite understand what was going on and then poor Joseph Think about how he must have felt, but God being God was faithful to send that same angel to him and say, hey, you don't have nothing to worry about. She's been a chosen vessel. So they could have listened to lots of people mocking them, rejecting family, friends, but they didn't. They listened to God. They were devoted to To God. Let me ask you this morning how devoted are you to the Lord this Christmas? You see, we can be busy, but we can still put the Lord first and truly celebrate what Christmas is all about. It's His coming into the world. Amen? We can be devoted to that. And I wish more folks were devoted to that. But you see, the sad thing is this. Most people at this time of the year 
are some of the most unhappy people in the world. Amen? They get angry. They get depressed. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not making light. Listen, there's folks that are struggling out there, and they're hurting. But listen, Jesus is the answer. And if you want to truly get over your anger and get over your depression, then think about God loving you so much that he sent his son, his only begotten son, into the world so that he would would provide eternal life for us all. Think about that for a moment. Now, notice what it says. Be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. That must have been a bumpy trip. Amen. She's pregnant. And the closer she gets to delivering, the more the aches and the pains and the throbs. And the more irritable. Amen. You remember, fellas... When your wife was having a baby, how irritable. Woo. Uh, I won't say a whole lot because she's sitting here, but I'm going to tell you. She socked me square in the jaw. She abused me. We were, we were having our first baby, Renee. And we went to Lamaze the whole nine yards. You know, I went to those classes and the baby was breech, and she was kind of having a bad time. And we were there, and I was saying, I'll remember, breathe, <laughs> pant breathe. And I'm, you know, and I'm leaning over like this. Mistake number one, don't lean over your wife, get in her face. Number two, pow! Thank the Lord my father-in-law was in there because he grabbed me because I was just going to go ahead and choke her out. But praise the Lord, we got through it. But my point is, they can be irritable. Now, you're riding a donkey. Fixing to deliver, which means Mary had to be pretty good size with a baby. And notice what it said. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. They get there. And again, because of everybody in town, in Bethlehem, because of the census, they start looking for a place to stay. And the Bible says they came to an inn. And they asked for a room. Well, it was booked. It was filled up. And have you ever stopped to wonder? I have, and maybe it's just me. But Joseph's relatives lived in Bethlehem. He had family there. But guess what? None of the family was willing to let them stay with them. Did you ever stop to think about that? I'm here to tell you they wouldn't let them stay. Some of it must have been because she was with child. They weren't married yet. They were espoused. 
But they go to an end. They go to an end, and the innkeeper says there's no room here. And you know what I find? It just breaks my heart. Even though God sent his son into the world, Jesus came to provide salvation as a sacrifice. He was rejected, mocked, despised. Why? Because there's no room for him still today. Think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. Still no room for him. So what do they find? Then keeper says, go behind back. Go behind the back and you'll find a stall. You can stay there for the night. See, the king of kings was born that day as a humble little babe. But yet, he wasn't born in a palace, was he? No, he was born in a manger. And by the way, for some of you city folks, a manger is just a feeding trough for animals. That's what a trough is. Isn't it amazing too? Bethlehem is known as the city of bread. God sent the bread of life to meet the needs of everyone there, then, and now. And yet, he still doesn't have any room in the hearts of those on this planet. Isn't that sad? It breaks my heart. Again, people were so distracted that they never even noticed that the Messiah was coming into the world. Isn't that amazing? Now, notice with me what it says here in verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. As I said a moment ago, no clothes of royalty, swaddling clothes. You see, swaddling clothes was used to wrap the bodies of the dead. And even his birth signifies why he came. He came to die for us. He came to die. Now, if we're talking about devotion. That's the most beautiful picture of devotion you'll ever find. That Jesus Christ came into the world to die for our sins. Amen? Mm. Even coming into the world we have a picture of the cross and the tomb he was devoted to us we should be devoted to him amen Amen. this Christmas now 
I know we didn't use this as a text, but look on over to verse 15. I want to share something with you. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And verse 18 says, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. We were talking about all of Bethlehem. Distracted. Not even concerned that God was sending his son into the world. All of Bethlehem. But there was shepherds in the field. And the angels of the Lord came and told them what was going to take place and what had taken place. And I find it amazing that these old shepherds, the drugs of society, those that were considered unclean, were the very ones that raced to that stall and found that babe laying in a manger and they fell down and they worshipped him because they had seen the Christ. You see, nobody, the royalty, all of the upper crust of Bethlehem, no one cared. But there were them old, lowly, shepherds that came and worshipped the babe in the manger. And what that says to me is I'm thankful I had enough sense to come and behold that babe laying in a manger. I'm thankful that being a dredge of society, I was given the opportunity to come to the Master. I'm thankful for that. I want to be completely devoted to Him. Not just once a year, but every day that He allows me to live. I want to be totally devoted because he was totally devoted to us 2,000 years ago. Here these old shepherds come and they seem and they couldn't hold it in their hearts. They had to share what they had seen with everyone they came in contact with. And you know, That should be our desire, to share Christ with everyone we come in contact with. I was sitting in my chair the other day, I think it was Thursday, and the doorbell goes off. I get up, I open the door, and it's a couple elders, young boys, and anyways, How are you, sir? I'm elder so-and-so, and and this is elder so-and-so. 
I was wondering, is there anything we can do for you today? I said, you can't do anything for me today, but I appreciate your offering. He goes, well, I was wondering if we might share a story with you. I said, well, if you'll let me share my story first. And he says, okay, what are you going to share? I'm going to share the Christmas story. And those boys looked at me. And I said, what is Christmas? Explain to me, what do you believe Christmas is? Well, it's when the Savior came into the world. I said, right. I go, when God left the portal of heaven, laid aside his glory, and came and was born in a barn, if you will, in a lowly stable, in a manger, he came provide salvation and the one not the first one I talked to that spoke first it was the other he says you're saying that baby's God I said absolutely he's God he goes no sir I said son that little book you got I go I don't know what's in it but I do know this it's wrong I said my Bible tells me and he goes, thank you very much, but we have to go. And of course they have to go. They don't want to hear the truth. But my point is this. I could have been like the average, and just slam the door, get out of here. I don't want to. But no, you want to take the opportunity to share the gospel with them. Because who knows if the Holy Spirit... Or grab their heart and convince them that, hey, I am in need of a Savior. And they'll tell you to your face that, oh, yes, Jesus is the Savior. But he's not God. But we know what the Bible says. As I said, he left the glory of heaven. Left his glory aside and humbled himself and became a man through a baby. It's amazing to me. I don't understand it all, but I know that I know. Distraction or devotion? What's your Christmas going to be this year? It should be a time of devotion for us that are saved. We should be devoted to truly celebrate Christmas. And know, understand, Christmas has been set aside to celebrate his birth. I want you to understand that society is hijacking Christmas. They are hijacking it. They're wanting to take it away completely. But they're hijacking it. And, and again, we that know what Christmas means, we have to stand for it. 
but don't put all your eggs in one basket saying, oh, the 25th of December is when Jesus was born. No, that's been a date that's been set aside that we celebrate his birth. And I'll go ahead and I ain't going to split hairs with you. But understand, it doesn't matter so much about the day. What matters is he was born and he came. That's what matters. And we celebrate his birth this month in six days. And my question to you is, how will you celebrate Christmas? What do you know about Christmas? What have you told your family about Christmas? Again, it ain't about eggnog. It ain't about trees and Santa Claus. It's about God sending his son into the world. Now, I was told by a good pastor, my pastor, after I surrendered to ministry to use the 4S system of preaching. Stand up, speak up, shut up, and sit down. Now, I'm pretty good at standing up. And I'm halfway decent at speaking up. But I have the biggest problem shutting up. And I'm sure y'all will attest to that. But I'm fixing to sit down. Because the message is there. It's clear. God loves you and I. He proved it when Jesus was born. But you see, that's not the end of it. We want to stop a lot of times. Well, the Savior came into the world. Oh, he did more than just come into the world. He ministered for three and a half years, fulfilling God's will and plan. And after his three and a half years of ministry, he went to the cross to atone for the sins of all humanity, the world. And that includes you and me. And believe it or not, that's not the end of the story either. Okay, he died, preacher. Yes, he died to atone for sin. But he rose from the dead. You see, he went to the cross. He went to the tomb. But bless God, he rose out of the tomb. And here's the kicker. He came into the world once for that very reason. But he's promised to come again. And I believe he's coming. And you know, we celebrate Christmas best we know how. When we get to eternity, we are going to truly know about his birth. Amen. His coming into the world. And we're truly going to give him glory and praise. There will be room for him there. (laughs) Because he's there. I pray. Saturday. When you get up. That you will celebrate Christmas 
with a devoted heart.